All right. Howdy. Howdy. That was our last howdy together of the semester. Oh my goodness. Well, good morning. Welcome to Grace Bible Church. If this is your first time with us, it will also be your last for the time being, uh, because this is our last Sunday. Uh, But we are so excited uh, to have everyone together for one more Sunday. We're glad everyone survived their finals. Quick show of hands. Who has actually already completed all of their finals? Oh my gosh. Okay, look around. Target those people. (laughs) So yeah, good. So you're that friend who's like, oh, let's go, let's go eat stuff. And no one wants to. Well, good. Well, we are so glad that we have all kind of survived. Uh, Just to give you a heads up, uh, this morning is obviously off to a bit of a strange start because I am here right now and it's not a worship song. Uh, And that's because this morning is going to look very different uh, from everything else that we've done all semester. Uh, Part of that is we still have people coming in. There's not the music song where like people can just kind of naturally move over. So if you could scoot in right now uh, towards, let's say, the center of the room. If you could scoot towards the center of the room, that'd be great because people are still going to be coming in. I know it's a little bit more weird because you're not standing already. Can't subtly jive over. We only have one announcement for you guys this week. Uh, we have basically, I talked about this last week, uh, but we have a new service where we're trying to just stay connected with uh, students as they leave, as they graduate and leave us never to return ever again except for football games. And so we have this system in place where you can text alumni to that number. Uh, it'll ask you for your name and your email address. Basically just an opportunity for us to stay connected with you, uh, to maybe use you as a resource if we have new people going to wherever you are, or if you have any questions for us about like, where should I go to church? Or where's, who do I marry? We'll be like, we'll send you an email of pictures. All right. So we'll tell you how to kind of make that happen. And it'll be really great. So if you're graduating this summer, if you're graduating this December, I would encourage you, go ahead and uh, send a text to that, send that alumni thing, get connected, get in our system, just so that we can help you with your future outside of grace, because we still love you, even though you're not in College Station. All right, so we also have this morning uh, something a little bit different uh, that was honestly brought about somewhat uh, by a conversation I had with my mom, okay? I know, She's the greatest. Uh, basically, what happened is I've, you know, told multiple stories about my parents, uh, and they've, they're super-duper people. Uh, they live in Kentucky right now, and what they do, because they're so supportive and they love me so very much, they actually listen to all of my talks, uh, the podcast. They listen to the podcast every single week, and my parents will oftentimes text me. They'll send me something that's like, hey, you know, like, loved this point or this or that, and it's really great. I'm like, oh, thanks, Mom. But one day, specifically Friday, March 7th at 10.16 p.m., my mother sent me a text about a sermon that was a little bit different from normal. I'm just going to read it for you. My mom texted me and told me, Jacob, I'm thankful at age 95 that I can still listen to sermons and play cards. Now, my mom is not actually 95. Uh, that was just in that sermon. I made, an, I made a joke about how my parents have always secretly been 95 because they play bridge, which is for 95-year-olds. So she tells me, I'm thankful I can still listen to sermons, play cards. I really liked how you talked about David and Jonathan being the same warrior type, that only God-centered relationships stand the test of time. But do you have to give a challenge every week? Can there be a sermon where we just bask in God's love? At which point I'm like, whoa, mom. (laughs) 
I'm the professional. Don't worry about this. So I responded to her as I was honestly getting a little defensive. I responded to her, God loves challenges. Uh, And I put a smiley face so that she's like, oh, okay. So I told my mom, so she says, you know, why can't we just bask in his love? I said, God loves challenges, smiley face. And my mom replies, God loves adoration. Boom, right? That's when you're like, oh, Jacob's mom. (laughs) Good one. And, you know, that was a conversation that we had, and that was the end of our, that was the end of the texting conversation. I just kind of walked away. I was like, whatever, mom, you don't get it. Uh, But honestly, that kind of sunk in, and it's something that's been kind of nagging in the back of my mind since March 7th, where I've been thinking about the fact that, yeah, like whenever we come in here, whenever we show up into this time, we, we, we come together. We sit down, sing a couple songs. I'll talk about like, oh, David had this situation. Or I'll show a video or tell a story, something about this situation. And the, the truth is, man, we're all in that situation. The truth is that David was in that situation. How did David respond to that situation? Therefore, we should go respond to that situation in this way, right? That's what we've done every single week. And I've been thinking since March 7th, man, is that what we should do? Is that really our, our purpose Is that really the point of having this time? And I realized through kind of thought and reflection and prayer, I thought, man, it would be really nice to bask in God's love, right? It would be really great if maybe there was a time where we could just come together. We don't worry about having this big application point or this big life-changing decision. Instead, we just come, we look at what the Lord has done, and we thank Him for that. We marvel at that. Because I began to realize the truth is that oftentimes when we see something amazing, we don't always respond by having to go and do something, right? If I see a beautiful sunset, I don't want to like run out and, I don't know, make a sunset. That doesn't even make sense. Like if I see a beautiful sunset, I just sit and I, I look at it. If I hear an incredible song, I just sit and I listen. Maybe I listen to it over and over and over again because it's just a beautiful thing and I can respond by just adoring it. If I suddenly discover that there are some brothers who are involved in the acting community and they pose like this, I have to stop and just reflect on that fact, right? I have to just kind of take a step back and think, oh my gosh, like what's, what's going on? I have to show that every week. And by golly, I almost did it. We have moments where we reach a point where we see something beautiful and amazing and we just reflect on it. We just adore it. And that's what I want to do today. That's what I want us to do this morning. Because that's exactly what David did. David reaches the end of his life. 2 Samuel chapter 22, David writes out a psalm. Right? We're used to all of our psalms being in the book of Psalms, but there is in fact one very special song, dear song to David's heart that's in 2 Samuel Chapter 22, it's the very end of his life. And David's looking back at all the things that he's done, all the things that he's accomplished, all the struggles and and things that have happened in his life, and he writes out a song. It's one of his last journal entries. And the whole psalm isn't about things that he's done. It's not about decisions that he made or resolutions that he created. It's not about his action plan for following the Lord. It's not about the way that he conquered sin through accountability partners. The whole psalm is entirely about how amazing our Lord is. So this morning what we're going to do is we're just going to look 
We're going to look at that psalm. We're going to look at four amazing truths about our God. And we're going to respond to him with adoration, with worship. David starts off talking about how amazing the Lord is, about how it's incredible that the Lord is, in fact, our rescuer. He says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, my savior. You save me from violence. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. I'm saved from my enemies. For the waves of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. But in my distress, I called upon the Lord to my God. I called. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came to his ears. Then the earth reeled and rocked. The foundations of the heavens trembled and quaked because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils, devouring fire from his mouth. Glowing coals flamed forth from him. He bowed the heavens, caped down. Thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. He was seen on the wings of the wind, and he made darkness around him his canopy. Thick clouds, a gathering of water, and out of that brightness before him, coals of fire flamed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven. The Most High uttered his voice, and he sent out arrows and scattered them. Lightning routed them. The channels of the sea were seen. The foundations of the world were laid bare. At the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils, he sent from on high, he took me. He drew me out of many waters. He rescued me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me. For they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. David faced incredible hardship throughout his life. He found himself confronted by the most powerful enemies imaginable, and yet he recognized one truth, that God rescued him not out of obligation, or frustration, but God rescued him out of delight and out of love. God is our rescuer because he wants to rescue us. The God of creation wants to rescue you. In light of that, let's, let's pray to the Lord. Let's take a moment right now and just thank him for a time that he's rescued you. Just Go before the Lord, praise him, thank him for a time that you've seen him rescue you. Now confess, confess to the Lord where you currently need a rescuer. The Lord dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his rules were before me, and from his statutes I did not turn aside. I was blameless before him, and I kept myself from guilt. And the Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his sight. 
With the merciful, you show yourself merciful. With the blameless man, you show yourself blameless. With the purified, you deal purely. And with the crooked, you make yourself seem tortuous. You save, a hum- you save a humble people, but your eyes are on the haughty to bring them down. For you are my lamp, O Lord, and my God lightens my darkness. For by you I can run against his troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He's a shield for all those who take refuge in him. So David faced many times of uncertainty in his life and in his safety and his future and his kingdom. But he recognized that God provided clarity whenever he needed it. And and God is our light and his way is perfect. So now take some time to pray um, and give thanks to God that he is our light. now confess to the Lord um, those places in your life where you're uncertain. For who is God but the Lord, and who is a rock except our God? This God is my strong refuge and has made my way blameless. He made my feet like the feet of a deer and set me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation, and your gentleness made me great. You gave a wide place for my steps under me, and my feet did not slip. I pursued my enemies and destroyed them, and I did not turn back until they were consumed. I consumed them. I trust them, though, so that they did not rise. They fell under my feet, for you equipped me with the strength for battle. You made those who rise against me sink under me. David in his life faced a lot of a lot of trials, more than most of us have known. And um, something that he did that was so special that I want us all to be able to have is that he was so humble about it. He never, he never all of his greatness that he got, he attributed it all to God, nothing to himself. Um, I, I want us to be that way, that whenever we, we make it through things, that we know it was the Lord. Because there are so many times I know that I've made it through my life that I would not have been able to do without Jesus that he was the strength that held me up. He trained me for those things, and he trained me for those battles. That's what I want us to reflect on, is that that we are very, very weak as people. And um, that's for a reason. It's just so we know our dependency on God, because God is, he's the truth, he's the life. I just want us to pray now that, um, just remember times that God has been strong for you when you couldn't be strong. Just pray about that, remember that right now, okay? Just, and just um, pray to God about the times that are coming because I know right now for a lot of us we're still in finals and a lot of us are really stressed and there's so many other things that we're going to have to trust God with that we're going to have to humble ourselves and know that he is God and he is, he is the one who gives life and strength so pray that now just that, um, that you will rely on Jesus and not yourself Now for this next song, I don't think anybody here is going to know it. It's a really new one, but um, the Lord gave it to me just when I was reflecting on this type of stuff. It's um, just our need for Him. I know there's songs that say that right now, a lot of them, but we really, we really need Jesus, and that's what I want us to think about now in this song. If 
I want you to posture yourself however you want. Um, if you need to be standing, sitting, kneeling, if you learn the song, sing it at the top of your lungs or silent, just reading and, and, uh, and praying and thinking about what God is showing you. Just, um, just know that you're, you're free to do what you need to do to, to be with the Lord and just to just sit in his presence and bask in his love. David wraps up the psalm by saying, For this I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations, and sing praises to your name. Great salvation he brings to his king. Our God shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his offspring forever. You see, David, he faced enemies, and he faced uncertainty, faced his own weakness, but yet he had a perspective that was bigger than all those things. David realized, he recognized that God had provided a hope that's so much greater than all of those things and all those elements. David realized that God had given him a hope that's greater than anything that we face, that he's given us a hope that extends beyond this life. It's the same hope that Peter recognizes in 1 Peter chapter 1 Verse 3, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his rest, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Peter tells us we have a living hope. Why? Because Jesus Christ, God who put on flesh, came to this world to die a death that we deserved. That even though he was perfect, he died the death that we've earned. So that if I place my faith in him, in his life, in his death, in his resurrection, if I trust in that, I have a living hope. A hope that extends beyond my enemies, beyond my weakness. That's the God that we worship. That's the God we adore. That's the God that we want to recognize. So we're just going to sing a couple more songs. We're going to be finishing up early today to give you a nice, relaxing exit. Maybe you need to go study a little bit more. But I would encourage you, before you leave over these next couple songs, really go before the Lord. Really thank Him for the hope that He's provided through Jesus Christ. Thank Him for that. That's why we're here. Lord, we acknowledge that you are great and that you are good. That, God, you have vanquished enemies. That, God, you have shined, you have shown a light in our darkness. That, God, you have abolished the uncertainty. That, God, you have a plan and a hope that's so much greater than even our own weakness. God, we thank you for those things, for those elements, for those truths. God, we want to respond to you in a way that glorifies you, that, that brings you to the face and the attention of the people around us. God, we sometimes just have to sing. We just shout words out in a room. God, because we recognize how incredible you are. God, you love our adoration only because you love us. So God, allow us to love you in return. God, give us that strength. Though our flesh may fail, God, we know you never will.
because God, you've proven it to us through your son, Jesus Christ. Take a moment right now, just thank the Lord for what he's done through Christ. If you haven't trusted in Christ, spend some time thinking about that fact. Talk with your friend, come talk with me. If you haven't come to grips with the man who died and yet lived again, do that right now. But if you have trusted in Christ, thank the Lord right now, whether you're standing or sitting or singing or silent. Thank the Lord for what he's accomplished through Christ. Just about our hope that we have in this life and in the next. Um, in Romans 8, verse 37 says, But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ, Lord, Christ Jesus our Lord. I want you all to think about that and reflect on that when we sing this next song, just that no matter what comes against us, no matter what in this life, because Paul was talking about them being persecuted and them being murdered and killed for their faith, which I, we're not facing that right now in America. And, um, but we, we are facing a lot of things that, um, that Jesus gives us trials that we can, that we can overcome and learn and, and grow stronger and grow closer to him and more like him. So um, just know that God has not given us anything we can't handle, that... Um, this love that he has for us that he he gave over us whenever he died for us on the cross and whenever he took our sin away from us so that we didn't have to suffer the consequences of that just know that that was that's Jesus and nothing separates us because that love is more powerful than anything and that love will never end it's unconditional and unfailing and never ending um, so think, think about that during this next song um, just so we are free that nothing nothing stands between us and God and as, as you go out this summer I'm not going to see any of you guys for probably a good three months, a lot of you, but just know that that God wants you to grow closer to him this summer, that he wants you to come and um, just just take time with him and just just fellowship with him and love him, and he will, he will show you things that you never could have imagined. Let's pray one more time. God, we just thank you that we are free to live, God, to love as you've loved us. That, God, we're free to, from sin and from death. That, God, we're free to have a hope that goes beyond this world. God, we just ask that this freedom would just be evident in all aspects of our life. That, God, we would walk, live, breathe this freedom, that other people would see it in us. God, over the summer at our internship or at the camp we're working at or with our families, God, we just pray that these people would see the change, God, the freedom, the love that you've given us. That, God, those people would be drawn to that freedom, to that love. God, ultimately, that they would be drawn to you. So, Lord, bless our ways keep our steps in line with your will. Lord, let us live as people who have been freed in Christ. 
pray all of these things in response to your love. Amen. We love you guys. God loves you too. And we'll see you.